Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we're just having another casual chat. Stay tuned and enjoy. It's great to be back with another one of our casual chats. I I think these must be some of my favourite episodes of BizPod because it's just a nice change of pace from everything else we get up to. Yeah, well, we never get to talk. JK, we talk a lot. But um, yeah, I think there's some stuff about businesses which can sort of come and flow, little moments of of running things. Um, and I think staying friendly and conversational is quite a good way to deal with some of the problems, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think that's something that we learned early on. I recall it was after we went through the, the gauntlet that was uh, creating our, our dissertation hmm. and you know it was the first week after it we'd both not even the first week like a couple of days after wrapping up our final day um you know we'd originally put some time there to space out the post-production the production to kind yeah. of give ourselves some time to reflect and recover and we of course both agreed to help out with a, another production mm. and kev just ended up being on set and be like oh i know you <laughs> we, yeah. we've, we've hung out before <laughs> we were both asked separately and so we sort of both didn't know we'd be there so it was a little um a little bit like that spider-man meme of him pointing at another spider-man um sort of unexpected that we were both there but again yeah it was really fun we actually had a great time um, and I think we did need that sort of week that was in between from our last day of filming to then doing that recording to just chill out and sort of cool down. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it wasn't like we were at a, each other's throats or anything like that, but it was just like that one where, you know, creating a space to be like, oh, we can we can have a good meme uh, to be, you know, get some excitement back in your soul and get ready for the, the next day once we not the next day but later on once we got back into post-production and had to be uh, get our, our cynical uh, glasses out and uh, inspect every frame uh, mm. for several weeks and then do writing on top of that and then start Gosh. a company it was, <laughs> it was that writing that's what i remember just being in my room writing till i couldn't write anymore mm. you know eating and then sleeping and then getting up and just writing more um Oof, those were the those were the old days. Now now I just yeah. uh, do that, but I get paid for it. <laughs> mm. No, we do we do God. stuff differently. But yeah, we we just did an Instagram post, um, a sort of throwback to this time last year, and it's made us quite reflective on. Because we, I guess we yeah we were working together at this point last year, but we weren't fully NACA Media Corp, and so it's quite it's quite interesting to kind of. What 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 kind of a world twenty twenty was January? Oops, updated this episode. Well, whenever whenever we recorded this, nudge nudge, wink wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think you know it was kind of quite fun where we were going for some of the, the our portfolio to see new stuff that we wanted to add to the website to kind of show different niches and, and facets of our skill set, and it's kind of interesting even seeing stuff that. Uh, we have kind of a modern counterpart for and just been like oh you know 
the the way we shot that was different because yeah. you know we're using different lenses or you know even just confidence and skill uh, and how uh, the the company adapts over time even in the subdue elements yeah well i think the main thing we've noticed is we've stayed the same level of efficiency we're still you know we can still do things quite quickly um like you know like our turnovers are about the same time but the quality of our work has sort of greatly increased and and i i find that really fascinating you know it's not like every area has seen 10 percent improvement it's like most of the areas are the same but quality is like 200 percent you know mm-hmm. <laughs> increase that um and it's great to see it's great to see us growing in already the handful of months that we've been doing this as an official business and then that we were just working together it's it's weird we're we're getting old we're growing yeah and you know i think that's a, a trap some video production and media production and kind of crafts people can sometimes fall into especially if it's kind of time is money situation where you know for mm-hmm. instance for ourselves you know we've learned and we know like we could rig up cameras to like the with the most intense rig with all the random stuff with the gates the the focus wheels and uh, have a big rig like that Uh, and you know there will be cases when that's appropriate uh, and it might make a a hairline improvement but you know that won't make your overall cinematography better Uh, it might just make it a little bit easier to achieve and you know it's balancing you know just putting more time into a project uh, and just general skills as to just generally improving them like per minute uh, that you can kind of implement quality and you know I think that just comes from developing a you know an eye for for things whether it just be tactfully with your hands or just generally just being able to see something a little bit easier yeah and and even just like an understanding I think a better understanding of the equipment that we had that we recently got a little bit of funding because we had like tripods fail on us oh my trusty old my trusty old hand-me-down tripod it it finally died the Um, legacy the legacy and so that was like okay right actually i do actually think that that was the tripod that my dad may have shot his dissertation on wow but anyway um he's probably listening to this and is like no oh um (laughs) love you dad um but yeah it's sort of it's weird that you know, okay, we had to buy tripods and then what do we want and what are we investing in? And, you know, there's only so much like a tripod can help you. Again, you're right. It's not going to change the overall quality, but stuff like setup time or ease of transportation is kind of much more important (laughs) in our job now than I think it would have been when sort of previously getting equipment. So yeah, it's it's you the changing in values of what we need and how we use it, but again, still being efficient, still doing our best. Oh yeah, I completely get you, and I, I think, um, you know, I feel that a lot as somebody who specialises in video editing, and you know, this uh, workstation uh, is like something that is very important, and you know, stuff <laughs> like being able to, you know, have, you know. A good mouse and keyboard or being able to you know mm. have multiple monitors so you're not having to let's, let's say switch out to you know your your files and your your kind of working drafting area um to the actual timeline that you're editing may only save you like um uh, four seconds per minute or uh, something like that but if you're doing that um you know the full eight hours a day 
seven days a week, uh, that will add up uh, over the long term. And it's kind of uh, amazing once you're able to see and understand your work enough where you can see where you can refine your process overall. Uh, do, do you fantastic. want to talk about the work that you've been doing with your computer recently? Oh, God, I don't want to <laughs> delve in, but it's been, uh, you know, I have a peculiar uh, machine with some peculiar characteristics and it's uh, maintenance of those characteristics has been taking absolutely forever. It's been uh, quite tiring, mm. <laughs> but I'm slowly getting there. And it's um, it's nice where, you know, I think uh, overall I've put about 30 hours just getting it to work the way I want it to and it's worked better than it's ever done before uh, and now I'm just like all right that'll that'll be me for the next couple of years <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, you know it's kind of in that way I find it quite funny uh yeah to add some clarity basically the sort of machine I'm running is uh, what they call a Hackintosh which is a, a Mac uh, running on a Windows PC has a bunch of little quirks because you basically have to tell it how to do everything uh but you know it's interesting where if it wasn't for, you know, the work that we do as a media production company, um, I wouldn't be where I am in terms of technical knowledge of, you know, computing, which would be a completely different uh, bag of worms. And it's because of, you know, the work that we do uh, and our ambitions that, um, you know, time's been putting into learning and getting proficient with technology. Uh, and in the same way, I think, you know, especially moving forward uh, in your life, also you you do it as a lot as a, a hobby as well but you know the the media will inspire and push uh, the crafting and the, the prop making prowess uh yeah i think the the crafting and the prop making is something that i just enjoy and and especially the smaller it is the kind of funner it is somehow um and so it's great to be able to incorporate that into the work because a lot of the time it's quite fun that it's a, okay, you know, this is a challenge problem solving thing of we need this, you know, go. <laughs> and you've kind of got to think, okay, what is the best way that I can do it? You know, there's the creative part of what do I need? How can I use it? And then there's like the acquiring of the materials. And then there's the making of it. You've also then got to use your skills. And then, you know, you might have an end product and you're like, actually, we can do that better. How do we do it? Um and that's just fun, to be honest with you. It's just quite fun. I like prop making days, but they they're far and few between because we don't we don't do that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. But they are good when they come by. You know, it's that kind of thing that we are covered on all bases um, because we've both done such a variety of stuff that you know when people are like, "Can you do this?" We can usually do it and do it quite well. Yeah, same. You know, it's quite a shame um, in some ways because I remember kind of going, reflecting back to when we were doing the dissertation, we did have a project that we were we were honing in on for a good while and it was, you know, a kind of futuristic uh, movie maybe, you know, not space opera futuristic, but maybe like a, a 20, uh, 27, 20 fairy uh, sort of situation. Mm. Uh, and, you know... It was interesting there with that project where we were basically leaning into both of our skill sets. Um, so, for instance, we had, um, you know, some props like a kind of interesting phones with holographic displays, which would have been part a uh, tangible object, um, which would maybe had lights or something to go with that, but yeah. also 
some digital editing aspects of actually putting some imagery on top of that, which would have been really fun to have done. I think we should still do it. I think it's still a solid idea, so we won't we won't give away spoilers. But yeah, it was there was like an emphasis on sort of one person, one location, um, lots of stuff to do with like lighting and set design and that kind of stuff, which you can kind of immaculately go over in pre-production. Whereas I think so much of student films get um tied up in the production is when you get the issues when actors don't turn up or whatever so we were sort of trying to make it as bankable as possible and sort of as safe but that we uh, that idea didn't end up getting approved for what we made um because to be honest it was pretty rough but i think i think we can still see what what that was um and i think that it would be something fun to go back to and and, that, and we're sort of at that point now, which is quite interesting, where we've been talking about, um, you know, we mentioned possibly doing some documentary work. And we've talked about, well, who do we want to work with, you know, and what, what can we do? And it's kind of exciting. We're trying to we're trying to take the new year as as an exciting new time of sort of opportunity not in the way of kind of just snagging whatever's out there, but of the like, right, what is it that we want to do and how do we want to move forward? Because I think as we've sort of seen in some talks with sort of friends and, and other companies is that you can sort of feel like you're being pushed in one direction. We want to sort of feel that we are we are dragging ourselves in that direction. Maybe that's the wrong term. What What would you say? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think as well as that, there's a slight risk and uh, some companies fall into this more than others of becoming, you know, just uh, the corporate video people or just uh, mm. uh, commercial video people or design people or uh, photography people. And I think uh, hopefully holding, holding on to an element of creative freedom uh, or creative projects in general will hopefully uh, enable us to just kind of push our craft a little bit more because i think a lot of what we do is suggesting ideas to clients that they've maybe never mm. considered uh, or images or styles or uh, kind of methodologies that they've maybe not considered and then you know sometimes those really click and i think um if you're not doing creative stuff on the side you might lose a little of that um those new ideas and new ways of doing things yeah, I mean, and as well, it's fun for us. Oh, you know, absolutely. I think we're in a we're in a lucky position where we really enjoy what we do, which is the content creation. Um, and it kind of, it's not that it doesn't matter what it is, but there's sort of elements of well, as long as we're making, we're happy. <laughs> um, and it is really great to be working. In, it's it is really. It is really great to be working in a sector where innovation is really encouraged and and creates projects that are kind of more worthwhile in the end. You know, innovation is, is encouraged and rewarded is the word I was looking for. And yeah. so we are sort of in this unique position where we've got a lot of kind of interesting ideas. I think we're looking at it, you know, we've both come to this kind of area of work from very different places and we can sort of look at it a bit differently to how it would be done traditionally. And and yet it's also fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, I think keeping ourselves light on the toes is quite important and uh, quite exciting because, you know, we are 
what maybe 11 years into the smartphone and you know (laughs) video has just went from just you know youtube four by three um at that time because that would have been 2007 2008 to then we moved to stuff like instagram and then uh, you know vine and stuff like that and tiktok and you know over time Mm. the the medias became far more honed and tailored to the the device that you're actually using and i think looking forward as you know we've got stuff like folding strains as we Mm. have stuff like augmented reality glasses you know you know what 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 does media look like if everybody has instagram in their glasses uh, you know <laughs> yeah like the the way that the, the industry will move and how disruptive the mobile phone was mm. you know that could be coming any second now and we might not even know like it could be just like your fridge and your tables are smart um well, they are smart, but smarter, and they have TikTok too. <laughs> but I think like, even yeah, even just in that, that we, I think part of that service that we provide, and I, I don't want this whole podcast just to be talking about the services that we provide, because uh, you can go, you can go and see our services elsewhere. But yeah, part of the work that we do is also like the research into the platforms that we're making content for you know the current technology that is out there and I think that's something that I didn't appreciate going into it um was I thought there was that kind of much more oh well this is the way it's been done and this is the way it's always going to be done but yeah I think you're right that we are we are in a position where we're aware that something could come along and change it forever I mean even just the move to mirrorless cameras luckily happened just before we were buying all of our cameras um but it did make us delay and hold off a little bit. And and that was something that we talked about a lot, sort of a year and a bit ago. But but you're you're right, there there is an understanding that anything can change at any moment. Luckily we haven't been asked to make something for a flip screen yet, but I would be really interested to see how we would go about that. Yeah, I won't lie, like um there there was a phase um when I was like thinking about, you know, what what a PhD would look like uh, in, a, in a practical sense, and one of the ideas I was playing around with was looking at how storytelling is done on two screen. Because I I remember in the DS, mm. every company had a different idea of how they were going to do cutscenes. Um, I know some like quite often it would be like you would have two reaction shots on each screen, or it'd span across both, and you know sometimes they just mixed it up and they did a bunch of random stuff. Um. Which, you know, who knows? That's a, a conversation for another day. But, you know, that might be conversations we'll be needing to have if, you know, everybody, you know, f- two years' times has got, like, the Galaxy Fold 4 uh, and it's gone mental with that. <laughs> yeah, well, even just those phones that sort of slide out and give you a bit more space, you mm. know, that sort of slide in for, um, I guess, space reasons. You can fit it in your pocket, but when you kind of open it up, it'll sort of slide out and then you've got a bit of a wider screen and... I think even just devices like the Switch, you, oh, you yeah. know what you're you're an expert about. That is, it's quite a big thing. But I know that you would often just go about with the Joy Cons out and just have it in your pocket as kind of a device. I know there's lots of my friends who use it who don't have a smart TV, but will use their Switch as a way to cast and stream stuff is through the apps on it because it plugs into a TV. So, you know, it will never be asked to do an advert for or that will be on the Switch. But I think in part of what we do is like, okay, well, we're going to make sure that this is the highest quality possible in case it is cast from somebody's phone onto a TV or onto a projection or onto a wall. Um, 
you know, that, that we're aware as well that the content that we make can go everywhere. So if we can't sort of be tailored, specified, you've got to sort of think a bit outside the box of where it might go eventually. Absolutely. And, you know, I know in the past we did have um, attempts at the, this idea uh, more grandly of uh, cinematic vertical content. I know Snapchat uh, attempted one or two originals with a uh, sadly dwindling success. But now that we've I believe Samsung last year and now LG and Samsung with second iterations both have TVs that have rotating mounts. Mm. So, you know, you can have your 60-inch TV vertical and it'll rotate itself and all that stuff, which, you know, prior, you know, when there's been attempts at cinematic and uh, more engaging vertical stuff, you know, it's always been an, uh, an element of, you know, it's on Snapchat that you check for five minutes to see yeah. if your friends have messaged you and you flick over and you maybe tap on the, the stories like seven times to see what's going on. But now that, you know, you're getting the, the more elevated version of that experience, you know, the media could change in who knows many ways. It might be a case that everything moves to that orientation to be consistent. It might yeah. be a case of, um, you know, certain stuff moves to, who knows, it might be a case that's like, yeah, horror movies are just really great in vertical because you lose so much context of the area and you never know what's to the left and right. We um, just don't know yet. I'm, I'm up for you making your vertical horror movie. I'll be there. Uh. <laughs> um, but, but I think that is interesting because as well, I think we've seen a lot of different media platforms over, over the year, there has been a huge sort of surge in demand for online, digital and video media content. Um, and I think there's interesting things like the Tinder app got like a click and point adventure that you would be matched up with other people who did the similar answers as you oh. sort of choose your own, choose your own adventure, um, which at its core comes from uh, a book you know the choose your own adventures you turn to x page and you kind of flick through and so it i think it's quite interesting seeing that not only sort of move into games but then now it's also on a dating service and and i think there's that kind of understanding of right things can just change you know and that might become really popular that maybe will just fade out and nobody will remember it uh, you know how well it's implemented and how many people use it is i think really important but you're, you're right uh, a lot of the content that will be that we will be making in three to five years, we might not even be on a system that exists yet. Yeah, and you know, even Kelp with uh, being less abstract about it, you know, there might just be a huge surge. Like maybe they they invent a new technology that just drives the prices down, and then everybody has an eight K TV all of a sudden. Oh my god! <laughs> Which you know, uh, I think we've got the the capacity on the the editing side and the distribution side to handle 8k but it would be a case of you know updating cameras and new new storage mediums and yeah. all that sort of stuff that you know there, there's always something new that you know we could be adapting to you know 120 hertz um you know it's uh ever-changing but you know you, you might be more familiar with it and kind of shuffling back to some more casual chats somewhat <laughs> Um, casual. Yeah, <laughs> we got very serious about video. Uh, I guess that's our whole business. It's our job. I know. Um, I'm really surprised Netflix has never, hasn't given it another bash at creating 
uh, interactive content. They gave it a go with Minecraft stories, well, so and then they gave it a go with It's interesting. So Minecraft story again, I mean, we say it's interesting. Who knows what people wanting to listen to business hear about this, but it's an interesting business model that the Minecraft story was already a game that was point mm. and click. So basically, they just removed a lot of the like tappy-tappies, but it was essentially the same, and then they just put it up. Absolutely. I don't even know if it's still up now. Um, after what was it telltale sort of fell apart um but yeah bandersnatch was you know hugely innovative in sort of the amount of endings that there were they they actually had like a really good cast because it was tied in with black mirror wasn't it so it was i remember Mm -hmm. it being very well filmed um it's something they had like six hours or over six hours worth of footage for one story so you could really sort of quite explore a lot of different options and some of the options at the start were very uh menial didn't really matter but then as you got into it it sort of explored and grew and uh grew <laughs> grew and whatever <laughs> um, but but yeah it is interesting that that happened it got a lot of attention and i think everyone played it within one to two days and then it no one ever went back to it yeah that's right Mm. i wouldn't go back and watch or play through bandersnatch i don't even really know what you would say but if they had released a version of okay this is this one ending and this is what we're calling the canon ending Mm. i would probably then watch that as i would be going back through and watching a series yeah. So so I think they sort of missed an opportunity that the only way you can access that medium or the, or the way that you can access Bandersnatch is through playing it. You know, there's no I just want to watch it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, I mean the organization for it though I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, and, and similarly with um open world like games looking at the scripts for them like um I saw the scripts for for Cyberpunk, and it wasn't even scripts. It was just a bookcase, basically, worth of paper. And it's just like, you know, you go and you read so many lines, and it's like, all right, go to, like, book 30, and then read that, and then go back to book 20, and it's just um, madness. The the level of uh, of oversight uh, you must need to to maintain some cohesion, because, you know, even within a, a singular story or narrative... It is so easy to have plot holes, but when you've got mm. so many diverging paths, the ability to kind of keep your bearings on being like, oh, that didn't happen in this this yeah. run of the narrative. Uh, it's a skill, definitely. Because there's a couple like um, waypoints or key points that you can sort of go back to if you have gone down a line, uh, like a road that's a dead end. Um, and I, I'm sort of trying to avoid spoilers as much as possible because it was really brilliant to kind of play slash watch through. But yeah, it sort of didn't pick up. Now that doesn't mean that it might not pick up again later because I think point and click is incredibly, um, or choose your own adventure was is you know such a huge sense of books. There are so many books about it, and they're still making physical books about it. Um. There are also, it's really difficult to do on audiobook, but you know, (laughs) there are also still a lot of games that work like that. And it is okay. Is this just the next format where it will become popular? You know, is it just a a waiting game of waiting till there's one that revolutionizes it? Or is it that it's just not meant for TV Hmm. um, viewing, shall we say? Um, Yeah. and, And yeah, I don't know. 
My my theory is is I think what would help it is maybe a change slightly of tone. Mm. Uh, make it something a little bit more lighthearted, and I think if Netflix had a feature similar to uh, Disney Plus's like watch along feature, I think rather than you know you're watching something cinematic, you're kind of immersed and it pauses. You know, if it was something funny like let's say it was Shrek, Shrek Five, um, and it pauses, and then mm-hmm. you know you're with a couple of people and you're having a conversation about which way you want to go, you can maybe meme about that. Um, mm. It might work in that context, I think. Yeah, because I, I, I sadly haven't watched it, so I, I can't comment the most, but I feel oh, like maybe we, not getting ripped out as much and then having social aspects could be fun. When we can eventually see each other, Anton, that is what we're doing. Uh, I can't make you watch Lord of the Rings. I can't make you watch Star Wars. I can't make you watch Harry Potter. But we can play Bandersnatch. <laughs> Because yeah. I think I think you'd find it really interesting, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess the thing is, Black Mirror in itself is sort of edgy and difficult. So you're right. Yeah. Maybe if it was a more accessible media, but then at the same time, I think you've got to have a story that involves agency. True. Which is really difficult to get to try and have. You know, do you call it the player? Do you call it the viewer? I think even the language feels like we're kind of not quite grasping at the right terminology which is a good sign that it's not quite ready yet um Mm. once once it's got its own language that's when you know it's like fully fully grown up but yeah i'm excited to see more more hype i i don't like the slidey out phones or the flip phones but Uh, um you know i'm excited to see where technology goes yeah i'm i'm fond of the the flip phone where it makes a tablet because that adds utility the ones where it's just making it half the size i'm like eh, that that's not doing anything for me. Mm. That's just uh, making a thicker, slightly square bulge in the pocket rather than just one long uh, bulge. Yeah, well, anyway. it was, okay. Um, it was one of our friends got a new laptop and uh, at the top of the keyboard where it would connect to the screen that, you know, flaps up, they've got an extra bit of screen so they were sort of doing some editing and had us and a video call along that bottom screen. And I think, again, because that's such a weird aspect ratio, is this incredibly long and quite thin sort of stubby piece of screen. You know, I think we've known about banner ads for a while, but what would a video look like? Or what would a specialised advert for that shape look like? Um, mm. And I think that's something that we've always got to be thinking about when we're talking with clients. Yeah, you know, um, for, for reference, that's the, it's the Asus ZenBook Duo. And yeah, it's interesting where so much of those devices, I think, is targeted at productivity, which, mm. um, you know, I think in that case, it's fantastic. You could have a video call on the top screen and then have your notes on the bottom one or your, uh, or, you know, recording software if you're doing a podcast. Uh, and, you know, in that way, it works quite long, having a long timeline um, that's slightly... St- uh, stubby height wise but stubby. yeah media spanning across that's quite interesting and i think we could see uh have a growth of um if you use amazon prime often their x-ray features hmm. where you know they try and put up in the top side of the corner and you're using a tv remote and it's not the greatest in that context but could maybe evolve where you know having your let's say the actors are in that scene or let we notice about what's going on um or like some alternate things that maybe happen in a, a different take as little we notes alongside 
uh, could be fun, especially if it's a movie you're not really vibing with, but are kind of being forced to watch. Uh, having some distractions could be fun. <laughs> no one's forcing you to watch anything, Anton. Ah, uh, so, um, yeah. I don't know. How have you been over over the the sort of since we last had our casual chat? Have you oh. have you been keeping? Yeah. Oh, thank you for asking, Louise. It things have been well. It's um, you know. It was nice to have a proper break during the, the holiday season. Um, you know, I think as people who are, you know, trying to be outgoing and do a lot, um, historically, you know, once the, the Christmas season arrived and I was done whatever, you know, was a, a mandatory part of life, whether that be a job I'm not particularly passionate about or uh, university or uh, school going back further, um, you know, once you escape that, I was like, all right, this is the time I need to capitalize on to push myself forward. Uh, now that, you know, at NACA Media LP, we've got the opportunity to do something that we love and we do. Um, like, I'll, now it seems weird. Like, I, I won't go from making movies to making more movies during the winter break. So it's actually nice to just be like, all right, this is a, a time to actually take time for myself. And I, I think that's been quite good for both of us mm. that, you know, coming into January, we've really January. Uh, went in uh, full in and kind of uh, been a lot more proactive and pushing ourselves forward. But how, how about yourself, Louise? How have you found things? Yeah, well, I think we worked really hard before the break because we knew we were going to have that break. So there was a lot of um, setting up stuff for during and over the break. Um, there was also kind of a wrapping up of the, at that point, was it nine nine ten months of work we had done um with with just no break at all we we went straight from uni into just full-on production well not production but full-time work pretty much um so we didn't really have a break those summer of course was sort of slow and, and we didn't quite know what was happening so yeah those two weeks just didn't feel like enough <laughs> um and and we've sort of got to work on how we're gonna do this year but but yeah, it, it's great to be back and it's exciting. It's hopeful. We're staying, we're staying excited and hopeful because why not? <laughs> why be anything else? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were very tactful in being able to wrap up quite a few jobs um, in that holiday season. And, you know, I think for our kind of first, uh, let's call it slight uh, semester long it's slightly longer than a semester, but that's kind of first it's leg so of the business. so much longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess, it, first, I guess it was a year. first leg <laughs> of the business, we'll call it. Um, you know, we had stuff to keep us busy uh, at all times, so we were just able to get our heads done. But now as we approach into our, our second leg, I think it's nice to be a lot more proactive uh, and making connections, discussing with people, um, getting new stuff yeah. on the go, and as well as that, maintaining and nurturing the kind of, you know, the financial side uh, and, you know, other aspects of the business that isn't just us going out there and doing the, the actual filmmaking or photography or graphic design, which yeah. may not always be fun, but um, it's part of the growing experience that I think you'll hopefully be hearing about more on BizPod um, mm. as, you know, we learn more about just what it means to be a business owner um, and as we kind of delve into different aspects of the business yeah you're, you're totally right um it's we're trying not to do too much of a watch this space because you're clearly already watching this space if you're here 
Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, looking how we will be moving forward. And um, say, Anton, somebody wanted to move forward with us. Somebody wanted to be involved, either sending their feedback about this amazing podcast that you're listening to right now, or wanted to know a little bit more about what we do at NACA Media. How would they contact us, Anton? Yes, as far as the general holistic uh, look, do check out nakamedia.co.uk. And if you want to ask any questions or learn something that we've maybe not put on the website, uh, do send us an email at contact at nakamedia.co.uk. And then, as well as that, we are also on all of the, the you know, some of the social medias. I always say all. We're on them too. <laughs> We're on three. Three. Uh, <laughs> we are on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram as Nakamedia LLP. And uh, as well as that, during our little wee break, there has been some more podcasts that you should check out yeah that's right we've now partnered up with some friends of ours and so we are publishing the popcorn profile podcast which is really exciting um we both feature a little bit on there uh so not too much self-promotion but they're lovely they're lovely friends of ours and so give them some love if you're really interested in hearing about um directors and uh, their bodies of work uh similarly we have launched a new one which is um a little pet project i've been working on for two years which is called a2 millennials which is very exciting it discusses life and and the big ideas whilst trying to sort of disseminate people and and what we can do about the world we live in. So if any of this in interest to you, you can check up. It's available on all the same platforms that this podcast you're listening to right now is. Um, so yeah, if you're listening to it, you just have to look up what else we do with NACA Media LLP with our name and then you should be able to find both the Popcorn Profile and A2 Millennials. And on that note, I think it's a, a great time to wrap up the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're, we're excited to see you in the future. Bye for now. Au revoir. <laughs>